Mary Jo Smith. No, no relation. relation. With us as always is Ian Thone Smith. Coming at you. Not related to me. <laughs> but related to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, my first time is uh, terrible, hilarious, and awkward tales of firsts. Yeah, in case you were wondering. In case you were curious. This month's theme is my first DIY. DIY, do it yourself. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. we have very special guests. Yes, why don't we, uh, would you like to introduce them and then we'll go around the table? Yeah, let's, okay. let's double it up. That's so we have a... Tom Lank. Hello, that is me. Hello, we Tom have Lank. Drew Massey. Hello, that's I. And we have Christine McConnell. Hello, that's me. Yay! Yay! Um, so really quickly, just so our guests can get to know, our, or our listeners can get to know our guests really fast, can you just tell us who you are and what you do? <laughs> My name is Tom Lank, so and um, I am an actor... Sometimes, yeah, I'm an actor. I don't know why I'm trying to talk my, I'm confidently an actor. And, uh, uh, but I do fun, crafty DIY things on Instagram. And the DIY craft trend that I think is out of hand is <laughs> cricket stuff. Do you know the cricket? Oh, yes. No. No, no. no. Oh, God, I wish. I wish it was a sport. No, it's like, um, it's like scrapbooking. It's like scrap, it's like a machine that cuts things out precisely for you and it's spelled cleverly like c-r-i-k-t or something yeah stupid. and yeah. like you you can put different molds in and then it'll like cut out like butterfly shapes but it's like it takes so basically you got him he's like you got a machine to to do the thing you should be doing yourself if you're making it yourself yeah i don't it just feels like it takes all the joy and excitement out of actually making something I agree. <laughs> I agree. I've never seen it, but I There goes our cricket it. sponsorship, but I yeah. agree. Like uh, Drew, would you like the cheat sheet? <clears throat> yes. Okay, who are you? I'm Drew Massey. <laughs> I am a, an actor and puppeteer and um, animator and voiceover guy and other things. Um, <laughs> I don't think any DIY craft is really ever overdone because of YouTube videos. I mean, come on. If I want to know how to do anything, I just go on YouTube and I feel like if we discourage any of them, somebody's <laughs> not going to post something that I'm eventually going to need. So I'm just going to say. I don't think there are say, any cricket honestly, DIYs. Such a good answer. No, there are. Oh. Ah. I mean, no, I mean cricket <laughs> DIY videos. Like, oh, no, there are. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, There's everything. There's all, they're all <laughs> middle-aged women with aquanetted hair wearing clothes from Avenue telling oh. you, oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 telling you all about it. Cricket is a polarizing topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was a good and, one. And who are you, lovely lady? I'm Christine McConnell, and I'm an artist, and Drew kind of stole my answer. Bastard. But I'm trying to think, like, I guess the only thing that I don't care for so much is something, I don't know if it's a DIY or if it's just something people are buying, is, and I should look around before I say this, but <laughs> those um, sayings that people have in Ugh, their homes on the yes. wall. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You buy them home. everywhere. You make them yourself. Mm-hmm. They just, they're inspirational. Like home is where the coffee is. <clears throat> those kind of things. Yeah. <laughs> that is exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. So like I said, like Drew said, there might be somebody who in 10 years makes their whole living off this and I don't want to discourage anybody. Um, I just enough. don't like them. <laughs> like specifically those ones that are like I'm happy the ones that are like oh. really talking yourself into things totally. that you may yes. or may not have or the ones that are like eat drink and be merry yes. for yes. tomorrow okay well it's because they're they're too precious but what if somebody <laughs> like figures it out and makes them really dark and weird then yes. they would be cool so yeah. Again, there be a place let's for not them. discourage right. them. Yeah. Home is where the bone saw is. Yes. <laughs> there, my grandparents had a things uh, a, 
above their like bar case and it was like something embroidered and it said if mom says no ask grandma and if grandma says no ask grandpa i don't know i just thought that was that's cute. sweet i like yeah. it okay if they're adorable i'm just <laughs> No, but like referencing. (laughs) Well, plus that's That's what I did like. But so it all automatically has charm. Yeah, that definitely was from the versus like the hipster in Denver who's like making it right now. And have they made it themselves? I feel no, they're not that crafty. I think they purchased it. But (laughs) but those ones that like you buy at Marshalls, right? (laughs) Yeah, that to me is sad. It's exactly well, yes. Yeah, and I've seen a lot of them. It's sort of like a style staple now. And like I said, there's a lot of people in this room. Somebody here probably has this at their house. No, I, we no, don't. I don't. No. I'm not saying you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I'm I thought of this and now I can't think. I know I hate so many things that yeah. I, I'm the opposite <laughs> of everybody. Like probably most things I don't like. You know what I have a problem with is crap. Um, and I think a lot of stuff that people make, it's crap. Like it, you don't need it. It's it's sort of. Like this, I forgot about this. Is this would probably be part of my story, but I'll make it part of this. Is like I learned how to make beads out of paper. Do you remember that? Where mm-hmm. it would be this long yep. triangle, and you would roll it up, and then it would eventually like get thinner and thinner and thinner, and it would make it look like a wooden bead, but it was paper, and you'd make necklaces out of it. And then you're like, why do I need a paper bead necklace? Like, but it's, it's just, the process. That sounds amazing. I know, but yeah. it's it for me in my life. It's just it's just paper that like because we grew up in Hawaii. Like there are a lot of roaches, and roaches eat paper. Oh well. So to me, that's another thing. Like, I just to me, I just thought of like it's just another thing for like roaches to eat to get like <laughs> wet and moist in the humidity, and you'd never wear it. So it's artistic roach food. Yeah. It's a very specific view on that, though. I feel like I most people in the continental U.S. are not going to have that life. I'm just trying to cut down on clutter, <laughs> and I think a lot of crafts are just take, like, I think a photo album is streamlined, and I think uh, scrapbooks are, they're just more crap. Like, you could fit, like, a hundred photos in a photo album, and you can put, like, seven photos. You're missing in a, the point. I am, I am. And you, you've you shown me a very elaborate, beautiful scrapbook yeah, that you so made. fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Mary Jo, <laughs> what trend you like? Well, should I just go right into my story? With yes, I just real quick, too. Uh, you will hear giggling. That sounds like me giggling, but from a distance, and that's because Jennifer Smith is Not here. Not related to me. <laughs> but related to me. And I just want to check in real quick with Jennifer, because I almost asked her... Oh. Ribbon oh, yeah. lays. Oh yeah, ribbon lays. Hey, okay, so Jen, get close Come to the microphone to the so you can talk about ribbon, ribbon lays. lace or ribbon lays. Ribbon, lay. ribbon lays. Oh lays. I knew she'd have an oh. answer. So I just you mean the potato, potato chips? chips? Yeah. 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 I'm exactly talking about people making lays out of potato chips. No wait, what are we talking about? No, Is when you thing? fold together the rib- ribbons oh, to make a ribbon lay yes. to give to someone for graduation. No, they just have ribbon in their home. Unusable ribbon. Why can't you use it? What, what do you? It's a lay, and it's all creased. You can take it apart, and, and it's all creased. It's a grain grain ribbon because you can make these it? ribbon lays for me. Or we'll talk. We'll talk. Be. I can, but also I can the trend, Christina, you know, I wanted to say that you're talking about. Okay. Uh, with like uh, Joanna Gaines, where every house that she does has the inspirational say on the wall painted on like barn wood. Yeah. Yeah. Shiplap. I hate it too. Okay, now Mary Jo. All right, I'm going to tell my story because my, and I'll start, and it actually says right here, what does this say right here at the top of my cheat sheet? I, I love, love crafting. crafting DIY projects, collages, crocheting, and ornaments. 
I like making things. I love it. I have making. I have stuff to make stuff out of all over this house. There's sequins galore. There's lots and lots of ribbon. I crochet. I cross stitch. I embroider. I don't yet knit, but it's coming. Um, I love it. I love it. It's meditative and relaxing and exciting. And you can dive into something really elaborate and take your time over an extended period of time, or you can make something just really quick like a little bindle for your drugs or whatever like just something quick like a little whatever <laughs> um, and this goes all the way back to uh, my childhood I I was more apt to make clothes for my Barbies than to actually play with my Barbies I just I loved the idea of like what you could make and I would take something like a, a ribbon lay and take it apart and weave it together and make a little dress out of it or whatever um, but I also had a dark side. Like I would, uh, I would, my dolls would actually, you know, would would have um, sex dates under the bed and things like that. And one of my very first DIY crafts um, uh, that I can't believe I'm about to say this out loud. But do you guys remember the little play school, um, the little play school toys? They were like. So play, everybody knows Play School, right? It's a yeah, brand. It's an sure. endearing childhood brand that I'm about to ruin for you forever. Um, little peg people. Little peg people, and yeah. they had a little hollowed out uh, bottom, mm-hmm. but they, and they had smooth, rounded heads. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. plastic heads and wooden bodies. Yes, and um, I fashioned uh, with one of those and an electric toothbrush my very first bike. <laughs> <laughs> I knew oh. it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> no, my very first vibrator. Team. I was probably <laughs> like nine years old. I think I was like nine years old. Made my very first vibrator. Now that's a DIY. That's DIY. <laughs> who was the lucky play school person? Uh, it's a good question. I don't remember who it was. Principal Johnson. Yeah, it wasn't one with like the cowboy hat or anything. It was definitely no, that, smooth no, top. No, it was definitely smooth top. <laughs> did you oh, get you know what there? though? I did have one later with one of those uh, play school gloves. Low worms that did have a little bit of an edge on it. Have you seen Big Mouth? Mm-hmm. Sorry? Have you seen Big Mouth? I have not There's seen Big Mouth. There's a thing with a glow worm. You'll like it. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, it's my glow worm. Yeah, so that's not my story. I think I used it. Oh, was the, oh I was no. going to ask a question. Go ahead, that. ask a question. Well, was, like, was the figurine on there good, or did you glue it on? Oh, like... it was on good. I didn't want to get it lost. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I discovered masturbation at a very young age. Clearly. How, how, how? I was like nine. I love that. I know, right? Yeah. DIY, totally DIY. Um, so yeah. Um, uh, uh, so okay. So, but my story. Um, when I was a teenager, um, we used to go to this club in Ventura called Xenon West, which is no longer there, but does have a Facebook page uh, with people that I barely recognize anymore. But um, and there was a book for Xenon West. There was a documentary I think made it, and it was like a eighteen and over dance club. Was it on Main Street? Yeah. Above, like the antique, yes. the antique stores. <laughs> Did you go to Xenon West? Uh, it, no, because later it became something uh, like. I continue. Sorry. I'm That's sorry. okay. I'm sorry. Yes, it did become something later, but then, um, and then it closed down because there was some like ordinance that was passed because they said that it was um, just filled with like sex and drugs and alcohol, which was all true. But they took it away. Um, <laughs> but we used to go um, every weekend, and um, you showed ID at the door because they did. If you were if you were twenty and over, you could get a drink, but if you were under twenty one, so you get a, a wristband. Um, and none of us were 21, so we would um, have our hairspray pump bottles filled with vodka. And so they would never, you would just come in with your hairspray pump bottles and just spritz yourself all night Ooh. and keep drinking. 
DIY. Did it taste like hairspray? DIY. No, you wash the bottle out. Okay. But and although hairspray and vodka taste similar. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But DIY um, there too. So um, so it was Xenon West, and then there were also like these transient underground parties that we would go to um, at various like warehouses or whatever. Um, but Xenon West was the place, and and. Um, and it was a big deal. Like I lived in Ojai. As if you've listened to this podcast, you know that I lived in Ojai, and that there's nothing to do in Ojai. And so we would hitchhike into Ventura, and um, but we would go in the day. Like we would, we always had to have something new to wear. And so we would go to the thrift stores, and we would buy vintage clothes, and we would go to like the Woolworths, and we would shoplift like bric-a-brac and sequins and whatever and then we would go back to my house and I had a sewing machine and we would make all these crazy outfits that weren't well made just so that we could go dancing by the end of the night they were just falling apart (laughs) um and one night we went um and we uh xenon I think at the time like it it closed at one in the morning I think and so we wouldn't we weren't done and so like big crowds of us would go to the beach and Ventura Beach has a lot of like sand dunes so you can actually like go be sort of hidden from the street so if you wanted to party on the beach like that was the place to go and um there's a couple of like little I don't even know if they're still there but there used to be like these weird little they're not piers but they're sort of like little, I don't know. Jetties? Yeah, they're like little jetties. They're these narrow, long, narrow jetties. And I think maybe they're like for like the offshore drilling, like bring a boat in. I don't know. But they're they're these long things you could just sort of go hang on on those. And it was dark, but it was cool and whatever. And one night we were out there and um, we were partying in the dunes and we were all wasted. It was probably like three o'clock in the morning. And there was this girl there who I didn't know very well, but she was like, and she was sort of not Xenon West crowd. She was much more hardcore. She was a punk rocker and she had this amazing, like cool mohawk, like a big stand up egg white stiff mohawk, or you know, glue, just like a or glue. Yeah, exactly. Just like hardcore. And it was black and it had pink tips and she had a black leather jacket and she just was so awesome. And we'd seen her at Xenon a couple of times, but we didn't really know her. But that night, she came to the beach with us, and there were a whole bunch of us, and just drunk and hanging out, whatever. And and so I was, we were all sort of talking to her. Name was April, the April the punk rocker. And um, we were talking to her, and um, and I just thought she was so like moody and dark and like awesome. And then I'm talking to her, and I'm like, oh, she's really moody and dark. Like she's depressed. This is really and and she's telling these terrible tales about like her father and just like all these horrible things. And then all of a sudden, she like kind of freaks out, and um, she's crying. And she stands up and she takes a beer bottle and she smashes on the rock and she cuts her wrist. So now she's bleeding, and um, and now we're freaking out like, holy shit, what are we gonna do? So I run um, through the sand dunes to the payphone um, because this was 1921 before cell phones. And, um, and I, what I remember, like I was so, and I had blood on me and I had, whatever I had made that night was like, had like tool and like, it was very Madonna inspired. And it was, now it had April's blood on me and I'm standing at a payphone, and I'm sweating and I'm out of breath and I'm freaked out and I'm drunk and I'm calling 911 and I'm trying to tell them like, we're on the beach, but I don't fucking know where to tell them. Like, What's the address? There's no address. We're on the beach. We're in the dunes. I don't know where to tell you. And like, I'm screaming into the phone like, hurry up. She's going to die. Put a trace on this paper. Right. <laughs> um, and then a couple other people are running up and sort of saying like, we're by the West Western or whatever they were. I don't remember what exactly where we were, but like they were trying to give me landmarks and then we were running out to the running through the parking lot and out to the street to wait for the emergency vehicles. 
and they finally came and then we were like directing them in and meanwhile other people are like trying to drag bleeding april out to the street through the sand dunes and we can't it was very like it felt very um well i think i i think at the time i i think i i'm obviously i romanticized this it felt very much like um like billy jean like yeah we can't afford to be innocent you know it was really <laughs> but it, but she was killing herself so she DIY'd a scuba top into a like a vest top there's in that so movie. much yeah there's so a lot of yeah. DIY <laughs> yeah. uh, so <laughs> dragged April out and they put her on a gurney and um, took her away and then I, what I just remember is like at the end of that night, we all, all of us standing there and what like had started out as this sort of very glamorous look at these amazing clothes we made and went to the club or whatever. And now we're like covered in blood and sand and not in a good way. And just like, <laughs> the, and, and I never saw April again. She did not die, but I never saw her again. Um, and, uh, I don't know what happened to April. April, if you're listening. If you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I hope you're all right. And I'm sorry about your dad. And I uh, loved your mohawk. The end. Yay! All right, Tom Lang. Tom Lang. Well, my story takes place just about 20 minutes away from the last one. <laughs> <clears throat> in Camarillo. Um, what you should know about me is that my, as a kid, my... Neighbor slash piano teacher slash best friend was <laughs> like uh, in her seventies. She was a retired music teacher, and she had lots of animals. She's basically like Mother Goose, and so like she taught me how to sew and how to do all these. So I think that's where all my mm. craftiness comes from. But um, fast forward to years later, <laughs> I've done lots of crafty things, but this was my, my sort of like first large-scale project. And what it was, was I was in the marching band, and we had a really crappy marching band. There was only, like, at this point, it was my senior year, there was maybe, like, 35, 40 people in our marching band. It started at 20 when I was a freshman, and our uniforms were these hideous, bell-bottom, Spanish, matador-themed <laughs> uniforms. Um, How many people are normally in a marching band? Yeah, so you know, like 100, 200. Oh, okay. <laughs> What? But it was here in Southern California, all the arts programs being slashed, and it was just like, we were pathetic. We had these, you know, this was in the 90s, and our uniforms were left over from the 70s, and we were just like so embarrassed by everything, and um, we never won anything, because we were, we were like, there was like different classes, and we were in C class, because oh. we were just like, bad. we were bad. <laughs> and we, but we, we had like. Did you commit? Oh, I was fully committed. Okay. I was the drum major of the band. Like Ooh. I was the head nerd. So you guys were you you played to win. You just yeah, were just small. we were just bad. <laughs> okay, but we had we had like no attendance for the marching band, but we had a drill team. We had uh, we had tall flags. We had short flags. <laughs> we had the like the rifle twirlers. Um, you know they t- yeah twirl yeah rifle. I don't know Bayonets. those white wooden yeah the rap- white wooden ones yeah we had um, Chick the shield her. girls. They had the, all all the shields. Chick was in color guard and and um, then yeah. they take the, I went I went to color guard camp because I had to learn how to twirl as a drum major. Like I had to learn how to twirl a baton. Like it's it's serious. Serious. Yeah. I <laughs> oh, went so to, like, you didn't play the drums. You were just. You no, so sorry. Drum major is the person who <laughs> like leads the band with like the stick out front, like they the music man. Like the music man. Right. Like the music <laughs> man. Right. What do you talk? Uh, you just became I was, Mike Hitchcock. I was. <laughs> <laughs> I was trump. I played trump. First chair trumpet. Um, wow. 
I also did. I was. We did have a drum line, and in that, I played bass drum or the large, like vertical bells that were like gong gong, <laughs> and we played um, Star Trek: The Next Generation. <laughs> theme song. Okay, so that's a whole other story. That's okay, awesome. moving on. So. We were so crappy, and Camarillo hosted, I don't know if they still do, but it was one of the biggest Christmas parade competitions for marching bands in Southern California. And so it was just embarrassing because we were the host school, and we, we never won anything. And so I knew we could not compete with these other schools because, like, the school here in the Valley, Notre Dame, like, they had like a giant snowman that blew out snow onto the audience. (laughs) It was serious. So I came up with a costume idea that I thought we could win the costume division. And so I wanted to do, um, you're a good man. Sorry. I wanted to do, uh, what's the Charlie Brown Christmas? It's a Charlie Brown Christmas. Isn't it just the Charlie Brown Christmas? Charlie Brown Christmas? Yeah. Or Merry Christmas, Charlie Brown. Anyway, so I wanted that to be the theme. And so I decided we would make our own costumes from like normal things because I like I didn't know how to sew at that point so um so I made the all the marching band kids were Charlie Brown so we bought yellow shirts and I hot glued felt stripes mm-hmm. on the shirts and then the the tall flag team were all um the bird Woodstock they were all like they had yellow feathery things that they glued on um, and then I was, as a drum teacher, I was Snoopy, and instead of trolling a baton, I trolled a bone. Uh huh. Yep. <clears throat> and then the the drill team, they were all marching Lucy's, so we got like T-shirts and then just sort of hot glued pieces of fabric. Like I went to the fabric store and selected Christmas fabrics for them to choose from, and then they could just like glue like a skirt onto the thing and then we put a bow on it and it was like that classic Lucy drop waist uh-huh. dress. <laughs> and then the the short flags were all Linus's, so they only had one they had one flag and then they had a blanket in the other hand. <laughs> and then I had just done your so your good man Charlie Brown at my local youth theater that <laughs> summer. So I went and I borrowed the like the wood doghouse and I put it on wheels. Wow. And like I stayed up all night the night before painting it and we got like a sad Christmas tree and then I had my my best friend was Mormon so we got all of her brothers and sisters to then dress up as all the other characters from the Charlie Brown gang. And like you know, do the dance and Lucy had a sign that said like uh, the doctor is in, all that stuff. And so we were so excited, and we spent like a month like making all this stuff, and I was so happy. And so we we so first you have to compete with your the way you're normally with your uniforms, your bell our bell bottoms. Right. Yeah. So we competed. I dropped the baton, of course. Um, and it, whatever. Forgive yourself. For, I figure myself unconditionally. Yeah. <laughs> then we get to the bus, we change, and we start putting on all of our costumes, and we we. We put our uniforms on a rack outside. Oh, no. Now, what you should know, the Christmas parade's always in and around, like, Saturday around December 12th. And it's always so goddamn hot in California at that time. But out of nowhere, like, thunder, crash, uh, lightning. And we're like, no, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. (laughs) Like, we'll be cool. Um, and we were the first thing of the parade. And so we're waiting, we're waiting there, and then just a light drizzle starts, oh. and then torrential downpour. Oh, no. 
Now, we, it's never, like, the parade has never been canceled before. Like, it's just, it always happens. And it continues to rain. Um, it turns out to be, like, there was flooding, bridges <laughs> went out, it was a whole thing. <laughs> and so finally, like, we have to call it, we, we, we have to... We have to we have to cancel the parade. And I was screaming dressed as Snoopy, <laughs> screaming and crying, No! We're marching! We are marching! <laughs> and they finally sort of dragged me away. <laughs> put me on the bus. We get back. We we shove the um the uniform like all the, everything we made. Oh my gosh. There was a banner that one of the moms had made, like a white, a white silk banner with red and green letters that spelled out the whole theme and what we were. And she made it just for that. And it just the bled, it red and green bleeding down the white silk. It was devastating. And so we got back to the marching band room and we put all the uniforms in the room in like their storage area on the racks. Um, and all of our costumes, like since they were hot glued, they sort of just melted away and were no good. And... It was just, it was so sad. We, we couldn't even talk about it. I was devastated. Um, I, I still have not got, like, I won't, my, I won't go visit my family on the Christmas parade day. <laughs> I won't go, I won't go back. It's still, oh, I'm man. still too wrong. Um, but then the weird thing was that the mom that was in charge of the uniforms, um, she hated me and I did not <laughs> like her at all. Why? Like, I don't know. She'd been there for, like, she had so many kids had gone through. She'd been there for like 20 years. Oh, you were so. better than her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think she wanted her kid to be my position. Mm. Um, and so I, I, we didn't get along. Anyway, she then some, uh, she died. She died. Fast forward, she <laughs> dies. <laughs> Wow. Was her name April? Um, no, no. No. I can't, re I can't even remember what her name was. Um, but shortly after she passed away, this is like months later now, um, we, it was now concert season and we're marching stuff and we needed to look at something from the uniforms and so we opened up the uniform room and we go in and she'd been taking care of these uniforms for decades, since the 70s and you know, all we wanted was new uniforms the whole time we were there. We opened the door and I was hit with a scent of oh, no. death because we had put them in there wet and they we opened oh. the door. These like white and blue uniforms were just covered in black mold. Oh, so no. disgusting. And it was it was it was hilarious and devastating because she like, I just knew she was, like, looking from above, just laughing at us. Because <laughs> she hated me so much. Also, I was devastated because, like, finally we could, we could get new uniforms, except for I was a senior and I'd be graduating. So, like, oh, well, bye. Um, and I would never get to see our band win a competition or win the, the special prize. And, yeah. And I'm still, I'm so upset about it. T still, I would be. Anyway, you that's put a my lot story. of work into it. Sounds strong. A lot of hot glue. <laughs> <laughs> in those costumes. Also, it was like the first time I kind of was like Martha Stewart did, and like you know had I was overseeing other people yeah. crafting. That was an epic craft. Yeah, it was a a forty work. people. 
Plus all the girls, though, the different regimens. Yeah, the Marcy and the Peppermint Patties and the Schroeders. And you were expecting all the accolades afterwards, like, oh, Dom, dude, that parade was amazing. You set that up and... Yeah. Rain. I did threaten to come back the next year (laughs) from college and be like, I'll I'll make him again. (laughs) (laughs) And did you? No, I did not. (laughs) Yay! Yay! All right, Drew Massey. Oh, Drew Massey, tell us yes. a story. Well, okay. Um, <laughs> I should start off by saying that I am an only child, so I spend a lot of time doing stuff by myself in my room. So I wanted to end up uh, to learn making everything by myself. And now I realize at my advanced age, it's pointless because you always need other people to do stuff. <laughs> Otherwise, whatever you're doing will take years and years. Um, but my, my dad who was a nuclear physicist, he was a, a, a inventor. Seriously? Yes. Oh. Okay. He, was a, <laughs> he was a tinkerer, like mad, and he would bring home kooky stuff. The, I the, love that word, by the way, a tinkerer. A ter- tinkerer, That's yeah. A I mean, he, he would master some things, like uh-huh. he got really good at woodworking, um, so he made all the, like the molding in his bathroom, and oh. our, he made our mailbox and our wood screen door, and <clears throat> I remember, we went to, I think it was, it wasn't Disneyland, but it was some, some place like that. And they had a lot of Andrews, but they didn't have any Drews. So oh, he took- like keychains or whatever? Yeah, it was, they were license plates, uh-huh. like for your bike. Yeah. So he's like, well, I'm, I gotta make you one. So he molded the Mickey off of it, off of one of them. Wow. And then he like, I don't know how, I don't remember how he did it. I watched him do it, but it was really cool. But he <clears throat> took a, a lathe and just sort of like or a router and did a drew and then like molded it in plastic and resin and then he really got on a kick with something called bioplastic and I think it was came in a kit and it was like in case anything in bioplastic like butterflies and scorpions and like those paperweight oh, things yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. like I would come home and the house would just smell horrible of like all these plastic fumes I'm like what you doing dad he's like why well, I'm encasing things in bioplastics <laughs> higher than a kite. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was good. So maybe that explains why I'm so loopy now. But um, I got obviously I got into puppet making because that was a big thing when the Muppet Show was huge. And uh, and I remember um, the Muppets did a thing on Saturday Night Live, and they were kind of realistic. They were more realistic. They look like real animals, and I got a, I got a, a an article that said they use taxidermy eyes, and I was like, oh neat! <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get some of those. So <laughs> it's way before Amazon. So I sent, I looked up this taxidermy place, in I, I it was way far away, it was in Wisconsin or something. And, I sent away for I looked through their their I sent for their catalog first, so I had to wait for that, and then I got the catalog, and I was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna get owl eyes," and I, you could get them in any color. I'm like, "Purple, I want them purple," <laughs> and they caused a fortune because they were glass and they had little wires coming out the back, oh, and they were really? handcrafted. Oh, yeah. So I spent you know my allowance for like months on these stupid eyes, <laughs> and in the meantime, while I was waiting for the eyes to be sent. I made a puppet. Well, I made this puppet, and it was huge. It was huge. The head was like two and a half feet long, and it just, it was just gigantic. 
and I tried to texture it, you know, with what I had on hand, like, you know, paper, toilet paper and latex and whatever. And well, you had I, latex <clears throat> on hand. <laughs> well, yeah, because I had, like, these these DIY Halloween kits that came with different uh-huh. stuff, like spirit gum to affix that. And they had a really great, like, Dick Smith makeup kit. I don't know, did you guys have that? It was cool because no. you, you melt gel and then you, you cast things out of gel, and they had molds for, like, burn scars and giant nose and oh and uh, cauliflower ear. And it, was, <laughs> it was a great, great thing. And it was all, like, in this vacuum-form plastic. You just pour the gel in, and you'd slap it on your face in Halloween, and, like, about 20 minutes, it looked amazing. And then it would melt because <laughs> it's gel. <laughs> oh, it's gelatin, actually. It was like it was basically like jello for your face. It was a little, a little uh, more hearty than, than actual jello. And it didn't taste good. Um, <laughs> but finally, the the eyes came, and I thought that, I mean, I'm sure they had the dimensions. I'm sure they did in the catalog. And they came, and they were like this big. They were like a centimeter around uh, of like, for an owl. That's not going to work. <laughs> you know, for an owl. But I didn't know what kind of owl. Apparently, it was a pygmy owl. So Well, there are no giant owls that have two feet. There feet-y, might be. You faces. don't know. It's Only true. An owl it's true. <laughs> I should have thought of that. How old but were you? I didn't. I was like eight. All right, give him a break. He's okay. eight. No, wait. What was that? Yeah, eight or nine. Yeah. I think that's when they came on. Uh, if you were under Saturday ten, you night. couldn't know better. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't. Yeah. And, and it was awful. But fortunately, I got better at making puppets. And in college, I made a bunch more because I saw the um, Jim Henson Hour. And mm. I was inspired to take mattress film. I was in... I was uh, studying industrial design and illustration, and so where were we studying? Long Beach, mm. and uh, it was uh, convenient to just grab some mattress foam and sort of uh, carve it and glue it together, and so I made some pretty cool puppet heads, which led to my entire career. <laughs> Those particular puppet heads. Those particular puppet heads, because years before I had been in an after-school puppet making class with a guy named Michael. And Michael oh. went off to work for Muppets, and then he came back to our hometown, and my mom spotted him in the supermarket, and he's like, what's Drew doing? And she said, uh, he's in college, he was just made a bunch of puppet heads. <laughs> Had she not said that, he wouldn't have then said, oh, well, he should come over to my house, and I'll teach him some puppet stuff. And so next time I was up, I brought a bag of puppet heads with me, and I schlepped him over to Michael's house, and he taught me, uh, he set up a monitor and a camera and everything, and taught me the basics of puppetry. Wow. And the creepy thing is that I found out years later, my very first job in puppetry happened because of that. Because right after he finished teaching me in my very first puppet lesson, I'm literally loading the puppet heads back in the trunk of my car. And I'm driving away, and Michael gets a phone call from Kevin Clash, the guy who does Elmo on Sesame Street. And it's like, hey, Kevin, I got a job in New York. You got anybody you can think of for right-handing? And he's like, why, yes, I do. Oh <laughs> As he's watching me drive away. Literally the right place at the right time. Wow. That's not a creepy story. I thought you were going to say he was a child bully. That's what I was like. And he was <laughs> no, no, he was lovely. No, no, he was amazing. No, I mean, it's creepy how... So wait, but what happened? So he, call, the, cause he call, called you back? So like, yeah, so then Michael calls me he and like says, chased you I, down get the, the I get this job. No, it just, he called me uh, you know, later. He's like, I got this job in New York. You want to go? I mean, you'll make enough to cover airfare and stuff. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. So I went out, 
met Kevin. Oh, yeah, that was like a miraculous trip because I went there to New York, had lunch with Richard Hunt at a deli. And Who's that? We all went by. He's one of the old school Muppeteers. He oh, played okay. uh, Statler and Scooter. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, ton of ton of awesome characters. Um, he was amazing. But Michael had known him from his days on Sesame Street. And so we visited Sesame Street, and we walk in the door, and I look across, and there's Jim Henson doing oh. Kermit on Sesame Street. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's so cool. That's amazing. And Michael's like, hey, come meet him. <laughs> All right. Wow. Yeah. So that was, uh, yeah, that was one there. That's amazing. That Jim Henson house. We had, cool. like, this magic dream moment. Yeah. It was quite fascinating. But it's all because of DIY stuff, right? Look at that. You manifested that all from yeah. ordering some fake eyeballs. <laughs> yeah. What happened to the eyeballs? Did you put I, them well, on the puppet? No. You still have them. Yeah, no, I was so, I was so discouraged that I, I put them in the box they came in and I never really touched them. But I found them in a drawer years later and was like, wow, I could actually do something cool with these. You have to do yeah. something with them. Yeah. 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 I'll put them on the, on the painting. Ooh. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm so excited about it. <laughs> if this all becomes some art thing, I mean, I mean, yeah. You're going to be really upset. I'm going to be really excited and crafting. upset. How many, how many eyeballs? Just two. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You know, my this oddly, one of my favorite things about your story just now is you saying, like, you had to wait for the catalog. And it made me long for the days when you, like, that right? anticipation of, like, something's coming. Not overnight Amazon Prime, but, like, weeks. Yeah. 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 I had to wait for so long, but it was really just, it was like a very um, uh, a Spinal Tap moment, you know, <laughs> really, real miscalculation of scale. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, ah, uh, trampled. <laughs> Yay! All right, Christine. Hello. Oh, I'm so um, excited. Oh, I'm tr- well, okay. Like, you reminded me just now of um, probably the first like DIY that I did just to get out of trouble. Ooh. Um, and I I grew up with um, an older brother and a younger brother, and they were very mean to me. Where are you from? <laughs> um, I'm from like an hour and a half inland from LA. Okay. Like, um, it's, the town's called Highland, but um, it's kind of in between here and Palm Springs. Okay. And we grew up in this old Victorian house that my parents bought for like, I think like 120000 in like 1990. And... <laughs> We just basically spent our whole childhood, like, helping them, like, restore this house. So my mom's a general contractor. My dad's always done, like, all of his own roofing and all of, like, everything. So there was always gazillions of supplies to do anything. It's in your blood. Yeah, kind of. (laughs) Yeah. Like, anything conceivable, there were supplies to do at home. And um, so I used to obviously roughhouse with my brothers quite a bit, and my little brother was obviously a, a lot bigger than me. And we got through this, we got into some shoving match, like, and it was running through the house, like me screaming, and like <laughs> somehow we ended up in a bathroom, and I like pushed him against the wall, and the whole wall sank in around him. <laughs> and, and our parents were at work, and it was like a oh, shit, moment, like, what are you, what are we going to do now? (laughs) And so we started panicking, and my little brother just ran off. He was useless. And (laughs) I was like, okay, this is going to come down on me. So I started 
gathering newspapers, plaster, toilet paper, filling in the wall, <laughs> everything, and like a hair dryer. You were nine, is that what you said? Somewhere around there, yeah. <laughs> I love you. Um, hair drying it, everything, as much as I could to conceal what had happened. And then I went up to the garage, found a bunch of rolls of wallpaper, <gasps> ran into the house. Wallpaper? Wallpapered the house, and three quarters of the way through, my mom came home. Just to like for lunch or something like that. And she was like, What do you and we were like, Don't go in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, We're redecorating. <laughs> and she was like very alarmed, but kind of like, Well, okay. I mean, I we were gonna Could have be to do worse that room. Things, right. Totally, totally. So um and she had a professional wallpapering business, so she was like, well, maybe she'll learn. Like, <laughs> So anyway, like they, I did it. I finished it. I completely resurfaced the bathroom while they were gone. <laughs> and they came home and they did the, oh, you did such a good job. And my mom was like admiring how the seams lined up. And, <laughs> and we never said shit. And wow. Then I, then they decided to redo the bathroom like 10 years later. And it was Matt and I, my younger brother, it was like, should we tell them like what we did? No, they're not going to get mad now. And so we told them, and you pull off the wallpaper, and it's just all of this shit <laughs> mashed into the wall. <laughs> it was really funny. That's awesome. That's fantastic. That was my first do-it-yourself. I That's told you. Amazing. That. That's like yeah. the best one. Like, you <laughs> resurfaced the wall. You put a wallpaper in the seams match? It all worked out. I don't know. And my mom's super crafty, so I just watched her all the time. Wow. And like I said, we had a giant garage filled with tools and anything you could possibly need. So you were nine, and the, the, the work that you did was, go, was good enough that it was like, yeah, let's leave it. Good enough not to get me in trouble. For 10 years. Yeah. I do think <laughs> she told me, don't do that again. <laughs> so she didn't want you to wallpaper. Totally wallpaper the house every day she was gone, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was just kind of like, oh, wow, you did a really, like, my mom was always super, super encouraging. Like, if I was like, I want to do this, like, the next day there would be, like, supplies to do it. So You did get lucky, though, that you didn't accidentally, like, bake in a bunch of black mold. Something. Something. Exactly. Like, nobody was going to die, but, like, I don't know. Toilet paper. I can't believe it dried in time. That was really, like... We sort of did everything we could to make sure nobody touched that area. Was it was it a firm? Was it, it was flat. It but looked being flat. For real, it looked mostly flat. Obviously, enough to camouflage what had happened. Clearly, um, I mean, for ten years. I mean, if they, they really thought something was wrong, they and would my have. And my dad's like Sherlock Holmes. Like we didn't get away with anything. So like it was impressive that that didn't get picked up on. Yeah, I love that they never tried to actually like put up a picture on that wall and just like no. hammer Oh my it God, it would have been. <laughs> well, it was kid height, so it was like, low, right? Yes, yeah. exactly. Right. So. Wow. And it was kind of, it was, but I can remember so clearly, like it happened five seconds ago, the feeling of shoving him into the wall, <laughs> feeling it sink, because you have this first moment of, ha, I got you, you motherfucker. And right. then um, the next minute is, oh, fuck. Like, there's a hole in the wall. What are we going to do now? So, so okay, how long did you, like, were you afraid you were going to get found out? Like, you went to bed that night, like, don't go in the bathroom. Like, did it? Oh, no, no, no. Once they got home and I started getting compliments, like, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I guess we're good. (laughs) 
I don't really suffer from a guilty conscience. So I was just kind of like, yeah, yeah, ten years go by. That's yeah. genius. Yeah, DIY it, queen was born. It, <laughs> so it awesome. worked out. That was the first time. So I reminded you of that story, but what were you planning on telling? I don't know if it's it's not anywhere near as good. Tell it. That's okay. Um, so I'd never baked a cake ever until I was, I, I want to say thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, and that movie Django Unchained came out, and I would have, I'd been looking through pictures on something wherever, seeing like I saw pretty cakes, and I was like, oh, I want to do that one day. Maybe I'll take a class or something. Um, and then I saw the movie Django Unchained, and they just kept talking about white cake in this one scene, and I was like, I want white cake. <laughs> and so I like went home and I like I like Googled how to make a cake, and then I like. I, researched it I wanted to make like a Civil War era like recipe um, sure which turns out is gross um, <laughs> no leavening so, no no it was it some fat. did not taste good but they didn't it was not a refined art at the time but um but it did follow the recipe exactly and it turned out to be this really beautiful, disgusting tasting cake. <laughs> yeah. It's all like suet and yeah. uh, for real. That's yeah, not, yeah, exactly. And like weird ingredients that you're like, oh, I guess I could find that somewhere. Well, you know rations because uh, <laughs> right. they so, were at Civil war. Civil War maybe wasn't the best period in history you could have chosen. Well, it was the Chenko and Chain, so I was like, I'm gonna make that version of white cake. That's what I want. <laughs> And I, my favorite is your takeaway from a movie about slavery. Yeah, slavery is about white cake. White cake. They kept talking. I mean, I think Quentin Tarantino's done that several times in movies. Where food. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like it's a food thing that you walk away from. And you're like, I right. hate that. Top ten food movies. Let's uh, see. Pulp Fiction because of the burgers. Yeah. Uh, right. Glorious Bastards. They have like a apple tart or something like that. Mm-hmm. With uh-huh. and I every time I watch the movie, which I watch it a lot. Um, strudel. That, strudel. I yeah. have to have strudel. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, um, what did you decorate the Civil War cake to look like? Like a Civil War cake. What is a Civil like, War cake? Did you, did you just have gray soldiers and blue soldiers? It was and like... very patriotic looking, but all white. And yeah. it just like, it was my very first attempt at like piping anything. Mm-hmm. So it, I would say it holds up kind of good if I look back on it. And then the next two cakes that I made were just mind-blowingly beautiful and incredibly gross tasting. Why? Because... I didn't learn. I was about six cakes in before I found out you need to cut, you need to cut the shape you want out of the actual cake and not build oh. up the cake with frosting. Oh, <laughs> right. So there's pictures where I have these really beautiful cakes, and I'm not kidding. We're talking two to three inches of frosting. Ooh. See, I'm a frosting guy, Me so too. that sounds great. No, yeah. no, I, I use like it. I use like a really rich buttercream. Yes. Ugh. <laughs> Disgusting. Where is that cake? That you, <laughs> you know, I gave it to my Give mom for her fork. birthday, and she was so excited because it looks so amazing. And she ate some, and she got sick. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, she ate, like, probably ten sticks of butter That's, mixed with sugar. I think it was a problem. So yeah. the first oh, bite, she complimented. And then after that, the compliments. But I got, I got better. The wall, exactly. The wallpaper that held up better than the cake. Yeah. yeah. I gotta say, your piping skills are so amazing. Oh, like I watched the episode where you're making the teapot, and you're just 
like piping these little oh God. the chains of frosting. I'm like, how is she doing that? It's maddening. They're not falling. I was asleep almost. I hadn't slept in like <laughs> just for reference. Present. Christine, Drew, and I are on a show called The Curious Creations of Christine McConnell, oh. mm-hmm. and it's on Netflix. And Drew and I were puppeteers on that show, and Christine is the Baker star the host, of this, yeah. and she's insane. And if you watch it, you'll see her do things that are very easy Mortal for her and cannot. normal human beings <laughs> cannot do. Do you get into like a certain kind of zone when you're doing what you love to do like that. Totally. And if anything, I would say the greatest talent is the ridiculous amount of time I'm willing to commit to stuff. Uh It's not even that like I don't have a very steady hand. I feel like I I do have to look at a lot of things for references. Uh Um, But it's just I will spend forever on something to make it right. And so... I don't know. That's the big. I don't know why. I and do you feel comfortable at all telling any kind of story of when something went wrong? <laughs> I will. You don't have to. A, no, I. It's gonna make me sound like a crazy. person. No, it makes you too delightful. Late. Okay. <laughs> yeah, not crazy. I punched a cake in the face. <laughs> <laughs> it had it coming. I love I, that a you had a cake with a face to punch. <laughs> It was a it was a chat I was gonna do an Alice in Wonderland based off the Tom Petty video where there's like a girl like you're cutting it. Oh uh-huh. yep. And I still wanna do it. It just didn't work out this time. And I built this giant Cheshire cat cake. And so the and I used obviously the nineteen fifties or nineteen sixties Disney Cheshire cat as a model. Yeah. Um and so he's holding his head off of his shoulders at one point in the movie and I was like, Oh, that's what I'll do, it'll be easy. <laughs> So I, I build this thing, and cakes are very um, temperature sensitive. Like, if you keep them cold enough, they'll hold almost any shape, and if you don't, they won't. So I had spent, uh, I think, a, a week on this cake. And I spent, when I say a week, I mean 15-hour days. Full time. Seven days a week. Like, the full, I just go all out. Yeah. On the last day where I was... <laughs> I had done, I don't know, a million whiskers, a million little bits of hair, all of this stuff. I was working on it, and I waited too long before sticking it back in the fridge. And I started feeling like the head was tilting, and I was like, it's looking down. It wasn't looking down earlier. And then I just kept working, and then I stood back and looked at it, and I totally lost my perspective, and the whole head was like (gasps) almost facing the ground. And it was unfixable. And... I have a temper. <laughs> in in instances like that where it was just like and so I was like, well, no one's gonna eat this motherfucker. And so I punched him so hard in the face <laughs> that I'm not joking, there is still bits of cake behind a bookshelf somewhere. Like I awesome. I had brothers, I learned how to punch. And wow. That cake took the brunt of it. Wait, what? How big is the like? What kind of fridge do you? It was so. It's it's uh, so. What I do is, if I'm making like a big structural cake, I take out all of the shelving of, a, of mm-hmm. the fridge, oh. and I have a downstairs fridge where I use like a supplement, whatever. Um, and so then I'll just work out of this big fridge. And what I've actually started doing now is, um, I'll do that same thing where I take out all the shelving, and then I'll put pillows and blankets on the ground, and I'll sit in front of an open refrigerator and, like, work on stuff. To keep the cold. Yeah, exactly. Do, like, those cake shows, like, just have refrigerated rooms that they 
work in? To get like, you a walk they... in your refrigerator. Think, well, they do that, and then a lot of, I mean, a lot of cake shows, it's not actually cake. It's like, right. they do. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what I is it? Is it like Rice Krispie treat? I, or there's it... a lot of Rice Krispie. I, mm. like I don't want to knock forest, anyone else's art. There's arts. like yeah. foam and stuff Yeah, like there's oh, a lot good. of that, and I don't, if I can, if I can avoid shortcuts, I really, really do. Um, even, and I mean, the truth is like, nobody eats these cakes. Right. Like I can't eat that much cake and <laughs> the neighbors have had their fill and <laughs> my family can only take so much. So a lot of it gets thrown out, but I still feel like if I put pictures out of something, it should be a real cake. It should be edible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I agree. I'm, I'm but, impressed. But Those chocolate takeouts are so delicious. <laughs> how how much time did you, have you put into one of your creations? It's the most amount of time. She's asking Tom. Well, Sorry, Tom. Tom, what's the most kind of thing you've been doing I normally I like I they go pretty quick because I don't I'm just like so funny because I'm like the complete opposite. Like I just I want to slap together like the whole, I just want to get it done, put it on, take the picture, and moving on. Yeah, right. Throw it away, recycle it. Um, but keep some, your sanity that way. Yeah, but sometimes I will. I'll go like a little. I did one recently, and I did I did go. I'm trying to think which one it was. I, I really... The Sarah Jessica Parker the one had to have taken a while, right? Yeah, that shit. That one, yeah, because I was, like, gluing... It was, like, a lantern-shaped hat thingy. That, Pope thing, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, like, like, the stuff from the Met, like the costume ball. Some, I'm try, I think the longest... The longest I've spent has been, like... Like, sometimes I'll work, like, an hour here, an hour there, but, like... I've worked on something for like a whole week and like an hour increments. Well, but you have to take breaks and little. Yeah. Yeah. Do you get mo- where do you get most of your supplies? Well, like you were saying, like you, like you want like you no one's gonna eat it, but you have to know it's cake. <laughs> the rule that I set up was that like it has to be something that you can find around the house. Okay. So I like to stick to that rule as much as I can because oh, so that's already in your house. Well. Have you it's, never seen no, him on Instagram? No, I have, but well, I didn't know it was all in his house. It's either in my house. Like, I'm allowed to go buy stuff, but it still has to be stuff that is household items. Right. Because, you know, like on the Project Runway challenge, yes. like, the, like the when there's a thing, wait, if it's something made of fabric, you know that's like the decoy that they don't want you to use. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I try not to use anything that's like obvious fabric-based. So I like to make sure that... So basically, like I bought some supplies like a year and a half ago when I was doing it live for E's red carpet. And so I just keep reusing that. So I have like Roy G. Biv boxes, color <laughs> order. And I just keep, if I make an outfit, I'll take it apart and put it back in the color-coded boxes. And once I've used something like two or three times, then I throw it away, get rid of it. Because I don't like the clutter. I don't yeah. like the clutter. So Christine, what is the longest you've spent on something? That you didn't punch. Oh, I spent a month on a gingerbread castle. Wow. And that was 15-hour days. Actually, you know what? I'm a liar. What I'm working on right now is the longest I've ever... Your parents' house? My parents' house. It's been like a month and a half, and I had to recreate the entire face of the house shingle by shingle. Every shingle had to be cut out individually. And so... I'm gonna place. had to be or I you're... wanted it to be. I <laughs> yeah. wanted it to look. I didn't want it right. to look like something that's stuck What's on the, the house. scale. What's that three it's a story house. Victorian it's the house? But how bit in it's a cake? No, no. it's not. so I'm just refacing their house to look oh, no, it's like a, literal... a monster. Oh, it's a literal house. Yeah. That you're... Okay. 
So um, it's taken me like a month and a half, I think, to do it. And but it's not edible what you're doing. You now. don't want to eat okay. it. Okay. <laughs> and my my dad helped me rent a boom lift on Saturday, and I had every family member I could find come to the house to help me get it onto the house. Wow. And so it is on the house now, and it's horrifying looking. It's awesome. great. In a good it's way. really spooky looking. I've Are never they doing done... like a Halloween thing? For... I'm going to hand out candy on Halloween. Yeah. I think we're going to give out the address this year. So. Great. Oh, amazing. I'm coming by. Please. Yeah, no kidding. And it's... this is going to be perpetuity or you're going to tear it down after Halloween? Um, my dad, it was so much work to get it on um, <laughs> that my dad was like, well, we could just leave it up through Christmas and you could like... Make a Grinch of it or something, and I was like, I love this idea. <laughs> I don't want to take it down. So, assuming wind doesn't come and like rip it to shreds. Yeah. Oh, Colleen, <laughs> are you gonna bring us home? Okay. <laughs> Yay. Um, okay, so I'm terrible at crafts Yay! and DIY. Uh, Jen and I went through this discussion to just remember all of my past failures. Um, we had a dumb thing at some point where we had, you know when they you get like electronics in a box and they have those styrofoam things that kind of brace it? Oh, uh-huh. Uh, we just took one of those and decided it looked like a TV screen and we wandered around the neighborhood and we're like, hey, give us 50 cents and you can be on TV. <laughs> <laughs> We didn't paint it. It was just white styrofoam that looked like a general shape of a television screen. It probably made $2. Maybe. Um, then uh, at some point, I made like an Easter basket for my father out of clay, and it was so ugly and so... It was like brown and green. Nothing about it looked good. There was something, too, where they taught us how to make like grass textures out of clay, and there, you can just see like clumps of it. And it was so ugly, and it lived on my father's desk. And he just used it as an ashtray for his cigars. <laughs> <laughs> so it was even uglier because it was just full of ash. Um, also, one year I decided we the Christmas tree we got, the trunk was too long. So we, you know, sewed it off. Oh, no. At the place. They, they um, sawed it off. And I was like, I'm going to take that. And I decided <laughs> uh, my genius Christmas present for my father again. I wish the people listening could see the, the character you became when you said that. I'm going to take that. Uh, my idea was that I was going to make it into something. And I decided a pencil holder. Ah. So all I did was get somebody to help me. I don't know who. To drill three holes in it. Maybe four. So that it could hold pencils. Four pencils. Yeah. <laughs> and and then I think I got some sort of varnish, like leftover varnish. So just imagine a skinny Christmas tree trunk with four holes drilled in it that are about pencil size glazed. It was the most pointless, or three, and remembers that, three. Uh, it was so pointless. I don't even know what I was thinking. Um, at one point, Jennifer and I made a collage of wrapping paper from Christmas that we put photos on and made like a big fake uh, to mom and dad from Santa. By the way, behind your back right now, Jennifer is absolutely saying she had nothing to do with this yeah. project. Yeah, it was just you. And what's so sad about it, it was so hideous. And my poor mother, who's such a lovely person, like moved from Hawaii to Portland. and to get away from the gift. And had it, brought it and framed it because she was like, well, 
because I looked at it and went, why did you keep this? This is hideous. She's like, well, you made it. And I was like, no, Mom. Like, please get rid of it. Please, Jennifer made it. Yeah. <laughs> get rid of it. I got Jennifer to a lot of things. Like, we made them breakfast in bed once, and it was like peaches and cream, and all we did was cut up peaches and put it in a bowl of milk. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't look up a recipe. That's so sweet, though. Ugh, God. You, if I was simple, I'm sorry it's a mean <laughs> thing to say, but if I was, if there was something wrong with me, there wasn't. Um. <laughs> like you had really good deal. A DIY intention. That is the worst though. thing I've ever said on That's this podcast, hilarious. and I apologize. No, 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 it's uh, wonderful. So, uh, and I, the root of <laughs> this time, the root of all of this is uh, laziness. It's just, it's all laziness. It's, really? It's a because I, you know, it's interesting on when we were working on Curious Creations of Christine McConnell, uh, Drew and Christine and I had multiple conversations about. What is talent versus what is hard work? And and I don't know the answer to that question, but I do think a lot of people, uh, when you break down, like, who's the athlete that won the Olympics versus the athlete that got super close? And is it, like, they're both genetically whatever they're supposed to be there. They had the same amount of training. They had right. the same and amount of whatever. you lose by, like, a tenth of a second. So what is right. the difference? And is it just because that person just has that much more passion or drive or whatever it's not just that like oh well I'm naturally talented and that's how it works and I've always been that person like I was naturally good at certain things and if I wasn't good at something I didn't work hard at it I just decided I couldn't do it um and so for me like artistically there are things that I sort of get or see or understand but if I tried it and it didn't come to me Mm. I wouldn't stop and work harder on it Mm-hmm. And I've gotten better as an adult. I, I do take a little bit more time. Like, Jen, if Jen and I are baking something fancy for something, I am the person who will spend a little bit more time making sure everything's nice. Or if we're painting, I'll make sure the tape that's being taped <laughs> is nice and even and all that kind of stuff. So that a little bit of that is my personality. But I, I understand that, though. Do, but, do you think, like, it that... Part of it is like you, because you're smart, like do you get bored quickly? I get bored really easy. Yeah. And so uh, this is a thing that actually was successful, but is sort of boredom, which is uh, Ian, Jen, and I decided we were going to build a shelf for the house. We had this disgusting Ikea shelf that was this leaning just travesty that was from like two roommates previous that it just got left and I got it. Like no one wants the shelf. And we talked about it forever, and the three of us were going to build a shelf. We were going to do it. and But same thing, zero patience. So Ian knows things about screws and stuff, so we went with him, and he helped us pick some Ian stuff out. Screws. But we had picked out wood at Home Depot, but the, the, the giant saw wasn't working that day. So it was like, well, fuck it, let's leave. Ah, like just getting agitated. <laughs> so we go to... Um, Osh, which has, like, no wood supply, but some wood. R.I.P. Osh. And, um... Is it R.I.P.? It's gone. It really bums me out. So, they have a limited (laughs) amount of wood. And same thing, there's some sort of discussion on Ian's end of, like, well, maybe this. And I'm like, no, let's just buy this. It's fine. Ah! Let's just (laughs) scream (laughs) it. Like, I get to a place where I just get cranky and I can't do it. So, we get the wood home. uh, We stain it. Jennifer aggressively stains it. 
stains her hands for like four days. Because <laughs> same thing, like here's a rag, Jennifer, and then two wood panels, and she's like, just fuck it, fuck it. And like <laughs> spilling it on wood and spreading it with her hands. And then I, you know, I stop, I glaze it or whatever. And this is all happening in your apartment. Yeah, well, we have, a, we have a patio. Oh, on the patio. So then the big think tank has to put this thing together. And we just did not know what we were doing. And it was, it was the rickettiest, stupidest... <laughs> <laughs> dumbest just like what was the how thick was that Borean just like one inch, half inch no it wasn't even half inch it was, it was half inch, inch like just bored and it, that we'd stained and it's just with these giant industrial you know those pipes that you know screw at the top and screw at the bottom oh. epic and it was just so floppy and stupid. And because it, you have to line all those things up, because if you've got four screws and four screws, they got to screw into each other. Well, like sure. Eight holes that have to match, and then pipes that you screw in, and yes. then the next thing. And math. Math and trying to screw stuff in and like fixing something and then turning a giant piece of wood around because nothing matches. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, we're, I'm just so frustrated and sad. And I was looking through some stuff, and I found this woman online who, and this shouldn't be an ad for her because it's a podcast, but it should be an ad for this woman. It's called It's Not Trash. And I saw that her mission statement was she takes reclaimed wood and makes stuff. So I call her and say, hey, I know your thing is you people just buy your stuff, but I have all these parts. Can I give them to you and you make what I want? And she said, tell you what, why don't you come in and I'll teach you how to make it. Wow. When was this? This was two years ago. I love this. Less than that. And and I was like, well, I want to pay you. And she's like, well, if it takes forever and I spend way too much time, I'll charge you for stuff. But like, I, she's like, your mission state, you're trying to do what I'm trying to do. Right. So we go in, we meet this amazing lady. She's this, like, tiny, petite, blonde lesbian in, like, a half top who's talking about Burning Man. Who doesn't do drugs. Who doesn't do drugs. Who does the Burning Man. A lesbian in a half top. And um, that. But my favorite thing about the half top is the half top would have been fine, but she's, like, dealing with saws and wood and drills. And I'm just like, her torso. (laughs) But she she takes our wood. She, like, helps us. We saw it in half and double it up. So it's, like, a thinner thing that makes more sense. And she's working with this, like, intense saw and same thing. I'm just worrying about her torso. She uh, teaches us how to staple wood together to affix it. She's, like, doing all this cool stuff. She She's like, I don't think your fixtures will work. So she ends up, like, boring holes and putting different pipes in that look better and cooler. She's like, just take these back to Home Depot and get your money back or whatever. And she just charges us for the pipes. That's all she charges us for. Um, and we end up with this, like, really lovely, beautiful shelf that she taught us how to make. That's great. And so then my big DIY, like, moral is we didn't take those pipes back. And Jennifer had old Ikea slats from her bed. Ah. So what did Colleen do? Colleen put ducks, my dog, in daycare for the day. Uh-huh. And then I... Uh, separated those slats. I sanded them and stained what? all of them. Yeah, I bought a saw and I measured them, and I and I bought like metal things to attach the three you panels. You just needed guidance. I know. 
And I used those things, and I bought a drill, which I had to, like, FaceTime Ian to explain to me (laughs) how a drill works, because I kept, like, drilling in when it was supposed to be unscrewing, and then screwing it up, and he was like, there's two settings, and forever I'd just been, like, forcibly drilling something that was supposed to be unscrewing. (laughs) (laughs) But I built a bookshelf, Jennifer was uh, on a trip, all by myself. And it's like a, it's beautiful. It's like it's all me, and it's and it's those piping weird things. But because you she, did it, I did it because she taught me like how thick something needed to be, and I and I I was patient. I went back and got better screws, the screws that matched, and I got reinforcing things. And I took my time, like I waited for the things to dry instead of being like, "It's shellac, let's do it." And like I measured and was thoughtful, and I did the whole thing all by myself. Did you tell her? I did. I sent her a picture of yes. it, and she was so lovely because I follow her on Instagram, and she was like, "Congratulations!" I'm yay. gonna follow her on Instagram. She please follow her because the stuff she makes is fantastic, and What's it's all name? reclaimed wood. I don't know her name, but it's called "It's, it's not, not Trash." Okay. I love and you. Just needed a mentor. You just yeah. needed someone to guide you. But I will. I want you to tell people about our palette. <laughs> oh, okay. So two two quick things. What I will say about this is, I do think. Furniture like this might be the thing. Like, anytime I watch something like our friend uh, Amy Kidd, her father is this famous choreographer, Michael Kidd, and every time we went over to their house, they would always have these, like, beautiful pieces of furniture that he built, and I love the idea of these guys, like these artist guys that are, like, choreographers and Mm -hmm. filmmakers and whatever, and and they also build furniture, and there's a documentary on... Arthur Miller, too, where he built a lot of furniture. And I don't know if I have the geometry math stuff to build, like, inlaid wood stuff, but I do like the idea of wood. And my grandmother, my mom's mom, apparently refurbished a lot of stuff. Like, this icebox, this, like, antique icebox that my mom is so mad that she never got. That stuff is very interesting to me. And then, what were you saying, Jen? Uh, The palette. Oh, the palette. Jennifer and I were... Marge. Margie Medina? Margie Medina, I Margie guess is her Medina. name. But Jennifer and I were walking down the street the other day, and we found a pallet, and people are always talking about making things out of pallets. Yes. Which is like, where are you finding pallets, everybody? On Craigslist. Uh, but <laughs> we, we found a pallet. Uh, it's slightly uh, painted blue. I think we're going to have some fun with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought Christine it? was spending On the night street. tonight, and she was going to tell me how to uh, do this pallet. Fix it. Uh, I have an idea, but I still might need Christine's expertise to okay, give me a little I'll bit more. Because I knew she'd know. Um, maybe you just needed to find your medium. Yeah, that's yeah. What I was so maybe say. wood is my medium. Mm-hmm. You can draw though, right? I can sort of draw. I will post the one of my favorite things I've ever done when I was in my collaging phase. Oh, it's so good. Mm. Which is I made a uh, Virgin Mary. Uh, the Virgin Mary's face is just done out of magazine uh, material, but her entire halo and dress is made out of um, marble lights and marble red. Marble oh. miles. Marble miles. Because my friends, the, the cigarettes thing? themselves. My no. friends in high school all <laughs> smoked marbles, and you could save up marble miles, which were the barcode on the box, and you could get stuff. And they gave them to me, Shag. like I was the person who you could get like a marble jacket or something like that, <laughs> a marble tote. And um, I had them. I moved from Hawaii to L.A. <laughs> with these and moved from one to three apartments with these things. And I decided, well, I'm never going to turn these in. And I made a you know, very 
sacrilegic and sacrilegious and very, you know, blasphemous, blasphemous, edgy thing, which is uh, Virgin Mary, but her entire dress and halo are done. I want to see that. Mask. Where is it? It's at Ian's. It's in Ian's bathroom. If you sit I'm on the joking. toilet, you can stare at it. Oh man, that's fantastic. So, yeah, that is. I say you have such a, a great imagination because I'm kind of dull when it comes to art. I I'm very I'm very disappointed in myself when it comes to. Can you draw a circle? Yes, but you know how someone will take a picture and then someone else to take a picture of the exact same thing and you're like, oh, that's, oh, that's interesting. Or like, I steal other people's doodles. Like I've never come up with my own doodle. Every doodle I have is looking at somebody else's doodle and going, that's a cool thing. Like it's, I'm very pedestrian when it comes to art, hmm. my own art. Okay. Yay! 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 All right, so let's go around the table and tell people. Yeah, shameless plugs here. Wait, there's a little cheat sheet right here to remind you of all of the little things you might want to say, like your Insta. I'm still just enwrapped in everyone's story. Like, I'm, <laughs> this is less of a podcast and more of just like a life Isn't it the experience. Best? I don't know. Yeah. I'm just like fascinated. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Hi, I'm here to talk about this podcast and how it's changed my life <laughs> and why it can change your life too. Give it a listen. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, okay, what am I doing? My name is Tom Lank, and you can find me on Instagram at Tommy Lank, L-E-N-K, and I make um, outfits out of garbage and things you can find around the house. And um, yeah, that's. that's and you're oh. amazing at it. Any shows? Well, thank you. Shows or oh, uh, in December, let's see. Um, all my friend Jack and I will be doing our. Uh, Jack and Tom's half-assed uh, Christmas show um, at the Celebration Theater, and um, right now we're preparing our our half-assed autumnal show, which is really fun. Um, it's people. It, it sounds stupid. It is stupid, but um, it's just, just like so funny, and people aren't expecting us to do f- like it's half. It's definitely half-assed, but there is things that have been fully choreographed and rehearsed. So, um, so really commit to the half-assery. Yes. Yes. And um, uh, I'll still be doing uh, Tilda Swinton answers an ad on Craigslist. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be taking yeah. it to London, New York, San Francisco, and uh, other places in the new year. And what else? Oh, you can catch me on the um, season premiere episode of Room 104 on HBO. Ooh. Um, yeah, that's that's it. Next. Next. <laughs> okay. Hi, I'm Hi. Drew Massey. I don't have any of the normal things the kids <laughs> do nowadays, like the Instagram, but I think Christine you have has to. shamed me into it. So Sorry. look tomorrow. for me on Instagram yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> you know what? You can just put uh, for your Instagram, like for your of your avatar of your picture, just those two eyes. I'd be great. Yeah. I will find. I will call my parents and have them send them down because <laughs> they're still in that drawer. You'll where have I to found wait for the before. mail. Yep. Um, yeah, but, uh, but I am, I do, I am on Curious Creations of Christine McConnell, which is a great show, so if you haven't seen Netflix. it, God, tune in the on the show, Netflix. You, guys. you have to watch it. Uh, Streaming now and on demand. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's an odd sh- and awesome show. Um, I play, um, Edgar the Werewolf, um, but just the voice and the face, Mick Ignis is in the body. Gotta yes. give him a shout out. Um, also, Jennifer... And Colleen and I created this show for Awesomeness TV called Balls, and <laughs> hopefully it'll be out. And then. it'll be out um, by the time, yeah, by the time this airs. 
You think? I'm pretty sure. Okay. I hope so. It's been years in the making because it has a spectacular animation crew of one. (laughs) (laughs) This guy. Um, And, oh, and I've been following this electronic musician on SoundCloud, Bandoom, B-A-N-D-O-U-M, at SoundCloud. He's amazing. If you like um, progressive bass music electronica. (laughs) So many people. So many, so many do. It's got like 2,300 followers or something. Well, there you so, go. That's you impressive. Know. Anyway. Christine. Mm-hmm. Um, Christine. Oh. Hi. I'm Christine McConnell. Does that say Twitter? Mm-hmm. Oh, I think I'm just Christine McConnell on everything. Perfect. Yeah. And I'm in a show called The Curious Creations of Christine McConnell. <laughs> Weird. And What's your name? Isn't huh. that crazy? And um, it's on Netflix. And it's super... Weird and fun and seems to and be awesome. well-received, yeah. so, which is so exciting. And obviously Drew and Colleen and um, Michael are just, oh my God, I don't know. Yeah, I'm going off Michael. on a tangent. That's okay. <laughs> amazing, amazing people. It was probably one of the most incredible parts of this experience was getting to work with you guys. And, oh, you know, I love kind that. Kind of meeting people that are so talented in what they do. And I don't know, yeah. That's a good time. Yay. All right. So Colleen Smith, Colleen Marie Smee on Instagram, Colleen Smee on Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. That's how it C-O-L-L-E-N-S-M-I. works. C-O-L-L-E-N-S-M-I. Uh, I don't think I have any else, anything else to promote. Jennifer, would you like to give your handles? You're the silent uh, audience member. Yeah. Sure. You what? Jennifer Smee? What are you? No, I'm uh, Swizzlestick33 spelled wrong. Okay. <laughs> Ian is at That's Ian Screams on all platforms, mm-hmm. correct? And our and our co-producer and fine art photographer, Chick uh, T. Chick McClure is uh, at T. Chick Photo on all platforms. And I am Mary Jo on Twitter. I am at Mary Jo L. A. And on Insta, I'm at Mary Jo underscore L. A. And on Facebook, it's Mary Jo Smith. And you can find us on SoundCloud and iTunes. We're my yeah. first time, uh, my first time podcast, and the website is also myfirsttimepodcast.net. Where there are photos, and if you become friends with us on Facebook, there's also a lot of other photos, and you can interact. Yeah, uh, we've been getting fun, like my first letters and stuff on Facebook that we want to accumulate and write. So please send message us those, and we will read them. Yeah, aloud. and please like us and share us and listen and to review us, us and review us and tell people how much you love us and. We crave attention. Yeah, so please, and yeah, <laughs> go through old themes and old episodes and tell us your firsts so we can build our first time, first time. Do you want suggestions for people's No, we're going to go topics? through old stuff. It's oh, yeah, already there. Well, but yeah, of course. Uh, my first time, my sister ruined my <laughs> life. <laughs> and uh, happy December. Uh, December. End of the year. We'll see you in the new year. Yeah, happy, happy holidays. holidays. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. 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 Happ